That's where all that tripped out music's coming from. Oh, oh really? Yeah. So, oh, sorry. Is it loud? Is it too loud? <laughs> I thought that was coming from you, Vaughn. <laughs> um, what up? What up? What's happening, everybody? We're here. We're live or something. It's after Thanksgiving. Oh wait, we're in England. That shit doesn't matter over here, does it? No. So I am joined today by Dr. Chima Anya. And you know Naz from uh, We in the House. That's me. That's about as excited as I can get for drops today. I'm I'm worn out this week. So um, how's everybody? Good. Fantastic. Kanzi blessings. <laughs> and got a couple of days off, so it's a nice long stretch to the weekend. Nice. You know, mini wins, mini wins. Did anybody see that Mike Tyson fight? Yeah. I yeah. I skipped through it, yeah. <laughs> That's what I did. It was really boring. I was well, expecting a whole lot more from something that was so uh, hyped up. Mm-hmm. And such a big deal, because, you know, Mike Tyson, man, you know, he was beating the shit out of his sparring partner in those videos on YouTube. I thought he was going to come in with the smoke. Nope. I, I thought I thought he looked quite good. I mean, I don't, I don't know anything about boxing and... Uh, I'm not really a fan of boxing, to be honest. But I was impressed with how... His, his, I was impressed with his movement. Um, you know, I didn't... Obviously, the other guy, that's how little I know about boxing. Roy Jones. The, yeah. the other guy, he just tried to hug him. Like, So mm-hmm. I think when, when someone comes with that kind of strategy, it's hard for it to be like... And also, they had a rule that it would be no, no knockout, right? No knockouts. That was like agreed before. So... Yeah, it was the next. How do you engage that though? How do you engage like no knockout when you just come with a hit? I guess that's how technical it gets, right? You know which punches will be causing a knockout and what punches will just kind of be a blow. Those right, right cross crosses. (laughs) I don't know. I I thought um, it was great. I thought it was great though because it showed that you can be in your mid fifties and be athletic. Brilliant. Uh, uh, and also, I really liked what um, Mike Tyson said at the end. I saw the post uh, press conference, and you know they were trying to, you know, they were trying to, um, you know, egg him on because I thought he looked quite good to be honest for fifty four. So one of the questions was, uh, so what do you think you're capable of? Trying to get him to say he's capable of being uh, the champion of the world. They're like, do you think you, you could be champion of the world? And he turns around and he goes, I'm capable of helping a lot of people less fortunate than me. <laughs> yeah, that was dope. Tyson's been through some therapy, man. He, you, can, you can hear, like, if you listen to his podcast and, like, some of the questions he's asking people yeah. on the show, yeah, you can definitely hear therapy talk, therapy chat coming out his that's dope that's dope though mike tyson he's he's like synonymous with that whole you know overly aggressive overly competitive nature that people feel that they need to have to succeed he even said he he said he said look i realized when i was the champion i really knew nothing you know what i mean and i was like that's that's a powerful thing to say you know what i'm saying so Mm. i was a fan personally and then obviously uh 
Snoop Dogg's commentating was uh, entertaining. <laughs> Snoop Dogg's commentary was hilarious. Um, I've always been a fan of Mike. I'm a bigger fan of him now that he's out of fighting and, you know, he's doing his pod and you can see who he is. But um, Mike had Mike had that, that the what do you call it, the eye of the tiger. You know, this guy wants to fight. So he, he knows what he's capable of. He's He's capable of going in there and destroying Roy Jones. But Roy Jones was arguably one of the best fighters ever. You know, he was amazing for his time and i'm not like you said i'm not in the really into boxing either but um it was a, it was a bit of a cuddle fest that's what kind of made it kind of boring i thought maybe it was just because i was watching it on the computer and my stream wasn't very uh <laughs> i'm thinking maybe it's just lagging a bit yeah he um roy jones jr did a lot of hugging felt like tyson did a little bit more than that so bit unjustly to call it a draw um, because, you know, one party was throwing some punches, the other wasn't, clearly. Mm. But it was it was good uh, sportsmanship nonetheless. And, um, yeah, um, like you mentioned, Snoop's commentary, their kind of uh, press, was it, conference at the end? It was, yeah, it was brilliant, man. It just shows how far he came, like, like uh, Chima put it, with his... Uh, purpose in life is just reevaluated it, and you know he's here for, for more than just himself. And um, <laughs> you you see like how I've been a fan of him as a kid, as a person as well since since growing up. But like you see how much he's grown, like you know, a proper stick up kid from a young age, from like uh, um, from where was he Br- Br- Brownsville? Yeah, I think. And, um, like, you know, sticking up uh, you God's mom and allegedly. And the way that it was brought up to him and he was like, hey, I've got the money now to so give it back to you. So it's like, he didn't even question it. He's like, and you can see it in his head. He's like, yeah, I probably did that shit. <laughs> like, in his head, he looked disappointed in himself, but, like, he's like, he didn't put it past him. That's how much of a fruitful life he's had. D- did you mention on, on one of the podcasts as well that he uh, another story of his that kind of shines for me that he was going to like, well, I don't want to call it a trap house, but he was going somewhere to get a fix and he's, he's driving recklessly. The police pulled him over and then eventually the police were so excited and gassed that they dropped him off there. And like, (laughs) so many gems that he drops, you know, it'd be really interesting to get a book well, a film out of him, but it won't be done in one story. There's too much to tell. Well, they're, doing a, they're doing a Tyson film. Really? Yeah, they're doing a Tyson uh, documentary right now. And um, oh. I, I remember I remember hearing about it, but I know they were talking because Robin Givens is not going to be in it, and she was glad she wasn't going to be in it. <laughs> but um, I don't think anybody wants to hear about her anyway. But she no. probably would have appreciated the publicity, if anything. Yeah, I mean, it would be safe to say um, a documentary would do him more justice than a, a movie, right, or film, because it's just like, you know, we don't want another All Eyes on Me, basically, is what I'm trying to get at. That was a, not a great film for such a legendary rapper. Mm. Nah, I never even saw that. I don't. There's too many films for stuff like that. Yeah. I can't keep up with half of them, so... Um... 
Yeah, no, it was a good fight. I mean, the the fight before that was ridiculous. I can't remember what's that guy's name, the YouTube guy. Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Yeah, name. yeah, Jake Paul. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. Did he, the funny thing he said was that uh, he wants to take on McGregor and just take it for, for like he wants to take it there. I'm like, hey man, I like the confidence, but yo, I swear he just just kind of got in the game. But either way. I think the young bucks have always got a big mouth. Well, he's only that was only his second fight. So. Yeah, but he the man, apparently. Whatever. But uh, yeah, I didn't catch that much. But um, yeah, it was nice just to see Tyson in action, and his hot boxing show is pretty good. And um, you know, uh, I actually was catching up on the Ti episode the other the other day. So it's a good one. He has got a, a podcast too, Expedi- Expeditiously, but I haven't seen it. Oh, sorry, I haven't heard it. don't know if any of you guys have tuned no. into it. Chima, but it's really just it. music, which is quite interesting. He had Alex Jones on there, man. I saw the thing that, that went viral uh, where he was interviewing Young Thug. And Young Thug was uh, dissing Andre 3000. Why? Wow. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not really a fan of Ti. I, I just got to put that out there, man. I hate the way he talks. It's like so. It's like who's someone said it again. He talks like what dumb people think smart people sound like. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I can't stand Ti. And then and then there was that. That being said, I liked his show. What was that called? The thing on Netflix. That D Smoke came from. I like the show. Oh, Rhythm and Flow or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, all that stuff with his daughter, where he talked about taking his daughter to the gynecologist once a year, was just absolutely, <laughs> absolutely horrendous. But yeah, it was really interesting, actually, this Young Thug interview, because Young Thug was saying that he didn't, re- he, he, he was trying to act like he'd never really listened to, he'd never really paid attention to Andre 3000. And for me, it was really interesting because when, you know, T.I. was trying to, you know, say, nah, nah, that's, that's the boy, that's the boy, because obviously the ATL connection. Um, and then when Young Thug tried to explain why he didn't mess with uh, Andre 3000, it sort of tied in with what we hear from Andre 3000 all the time, which is, I mean, Andre 3000 bigs up Young Thug all the time anyway. But whenever Andre 3000 talks about like dealing with people, he, he talks he talks a lot about his social anxiety and how he's not he's not really a, a, a people people person. And um, and and talking about himself there, sorry. Sorry? Is Young Thug talking about himself there? No, Andre 3000. Andre 3000 like talks about his social anxiety and uh, and but I can see how from Young Thug's perspective. So Young Thug then, he went to talk on, he went to say, uh, he, he messes with Elton John because Elton John, this is, these were, I'm paraphrasing, but quite accurately, he says, Elton John likes to kiss ass, but Andre 3000 wants his ass to be kissed. So it's <laughs> like, it's like uh, this is actually really interesting. I found out Elton John is a big Gucci Mane fan and also was like up on like hardcore, you know, young thug mixtapes. Anyway, so he, t- he talks about working with Elton John. And then, he, and then he says, yeah, when you try and work with Andre, it's like my secretary will call you back. Do you see what I'm saying? And obviously, 
he took that the wrong way because for me it was just interesting because like you know people who have social anxiety you're not you, you might not necessarily being stuck up but it can come across as you're being stuck up and obviously young thug took it um personally you know what i'm saying and maybe young thug is used to getting his way a lot more now and and isn't used to that and that's alienating for him so probably just a, a combination of a few things to, but um can you can you fault andre for that i mean no i don't at all i don't i i, I have massive respect for andre but basically everyone was hating on young thug for what he said but i was like i i also understand where young thugs coming from like yeah yeah point made yeah fair enough but i still don't i can't stand young thug can you i i I'm, i like i like young i like the book lifestyle that's that's the only thing that makes me smile because it's just the way he says it do you know what's mad is he talks the way he raps <laughs> so i so i I, I, he lost a few points for me for that because I'm like, okay, wow. So literally you're just slightly unhinged. It's not like an artistic performance. It's just, <laughs> it's just, you're slightly unhinged. You know what I mean? Like, but it, it works anyway. I think, he, I think his stuff's really dope actually. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing. So th- those are the two things I heard from the TI podcast. One way he was talking about taking his 18 year old daughter to a gynecologist once a year to make sure that she still had a hymen. And uh, this uh, Young Thug uh, thing where Young Thug was going at uh, Andre 3000. Yeah, man. Have you, um, have you been into any of his old previously released catalogue or... Who, T.I.? Uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, T.I., should I say. Yeah, not really, to be honest. I used, I used to like his earlier music a little bit. There are, I do like some things about T.I. Granted... He his uh his cadence in the way he speaks he he's like I'm smooth like he's like that's how he tries to come across not from his words right uh, or his his um persona gives off of that that's what he thinks of himself almost but yeah, yeah. um I can see why you don't like him uh, let's put it like that but some of his tunes I found he he's able to tap in and touch on you know. Uh, good subject matters but at the same time also does all that poppy shit that I don't really I'm not into but, um, he's quite versatile I, you know, I can't say I've listened to any of his deeper songs oh yeah another reason I, I, I dislike him is how he handled the whole Buster Rhymes versus thing because um, basically he was just trying to act like Buster was irrelevant you know what I mean like I, and I, I, I just I wasn't a fan Buster of that. About Buster, how dare he? Exactly. That's a, that. That was my response to when, because people were suggesting that he should do a, a versus with. Um, and you know who he said? He turned around and he goes, "Nah, nah, we shouldn't do a versus." And then he says, "Buster should do a versus with Twister." <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, bro, are you serious, bro? Like, because a he was inferring that Buster was no longer uh, relevant, and then b he was like, oh yeah, but both of them rap fast at times, so that that would make sense, bro. Like, that's just like the most basic. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Buster, Buster drew that one out. Buster roasted him. Buster was like, you think I'm irrelevant, right? Watch this. We we can do a verses, right? And I will only use songs." from when you started putting out music 
and I would I would still roast your ass. You know what I'm saying? And 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 he's right because Buster has been in the club since '94 to 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 current day. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he's always been around in in some shape or form. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he was around way before that. Oh yeah, yeah of course. Leaders of the, of the new school. You know what I'm saying? Shit, I think wow. I saw Buster Rhymes in concert before '94. When was it? We went to Smoky really? Grooves tour and saw him with like Cypress Hill and who else was there? Maybe Tribe Called Quest. No, I don't think Tribe was there. But yeah, no, I, I, he's he's legit. I mean, it would be an interesting versus battle. I don't know. Ti is it's a different kind of music, though. You know, it's like you know, you're right, you're right, you're right. I don't think they have the same audience. That's nah. the main. That's the main, that, yeah, that is, but if he would have put it like that, as opposed to the way he put it was almost like, like, uh, Buster was, uh, 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 irrelevant. Like he's not, a he's not a relevant artist. And, and I, I found that a little bit disrespectful personally. And Buster clearly did as well, even though he, he was quite jovial in the way he, he, he dealt with it. Um, but no, you're right. They have different, different audiences, uh, Maybe they're trying to come up with like club banger for club banger or. But T- what what club bangers does Ti have? No, that's what I mean. Buster would win in that. I mean, I said I like Ti, but I love Buster, so I'm straight away going with Buster. What 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 club bangers does Ti have? Why well, you want to go and do that, music. love, huh? Why you want to go and do that, love, huh? What is that <laughs> called again? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I like surely you don't know me. <laughs> that shit gasses me up. I'm you don't know, out. yeah. You don't know, yeah. Nah, see that one. That won't go. That one, like Buster has got like at least 20, 20 joints that would kill that. Even for even for kids, even for kids. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, like, Buster, hands down, best performer. Uh, like I could happily say one of the best ever. Like so much energy, so much delivery. His cadence, everything. He just stands out, and like, um. You know, this, he's one of a kind. Who who is like? Well, he, he, I guess him and ODB were quite chummy, but there's something the charisma that they have. That some some greats that you can't imitate. For uh, sure, man. For sure. Buster's one of them, man. Did you guys tune into that new LP? Yeah, of course, man. I, I love that album, man. Yeah, man. I um. I scared a few people playing the intro, <laughs> but it gets like that. It's like New World Order flex, but he's always like he's a man with many layers to him, right? I, it, yeah, I didn't realize that until just now, until this last album, which is like obviously exposes me for the fraud I am. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no judgment, no judgment. But nah, yeah, I didn't realize how much he likes to kick knowledge. I, oh, I was right. like. I mean, I'm, I'm a casual fan, but I've got massive respect for him. But yeah, yeah sorry. I'm a casual fan of a lot of people. Should I say, put it like that? Mm. Um, and I think you know, in a in a day of where we're just spoiled for choice, right? And how many mm. artists there are? Like, there's no shame in being a casual fan. It's like we've only got two. We've only got one set of ears. Two ears, right? Mm. Um, there's only so much we can take in at a time, mm. and. Um, you know, and at the rate of music just being released so often or so accessible, you know, there's no shame in that. I mean, like, it, it does stem back to, like, his first album. And 
you know, have you guys, uh, we're name dropping a lot of podcasts today, but uh, you, have you seen Buster Rhymes' Drink Champs? Yeah, I saw what bits that? of it. Well, I actually listened to all four hours of it. Four hours, baby. Jeez. Oh. But in, in segments, but I just picked up where I left off every time. And it's just, you know, kicking game, pure gems, man. Like really mm. going into stuff. And I was like, no, really? And it's like, I was going through a, a timeline and I just felt like a kid, like back back when I was like really like obsessed with hip hop, like everything is hip hop before anything else. Hip hop came first, that, that, that era of my life. Mm. And some people are like, no, we're still like that. But, you know, you grow up, you work, you, you've got responsibilities, that kind of thing, right? So naturally you take a, sl- a little step back. Mm. Um, but um, he just took me straight back to an era where I was just like behaving like I was as a kid, like just like jaw dropped and just like really at the edge. And um, yeah, and he was just talking about how he likes to drop an anthem but kick game in between. And I mm. guess we do that, right? You release a little club track, like you know how classic marketing campaign of an album, like you gotta get it in the clubs, you gotta get one for the clubs, one for the charts, or a couple for the charts, and then, um, and then the album would have music for like, how can we put it, like conscious-minded people or like someone who wants some substance, whereas the chart releasing stuff will be quite washed up and quite easily digested enough to just drawing the masses but like um that was the old school campaign right so it's like mm. that's that i think that's what you're trying to touch on but yeah seeing like yeah he's just had some legends in in that new album and then like he's got a few like he's even working with dready right like uk producer i say Bruh. uk producer but producer from the uk yeah 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 he did and, uh the Bill Bill Bev DeVoe one, right? Um, yeah. Out of, my, out of my mind. That that beat though, that beat is is is. If we're honest, it's a terrible beat, but oh my days, Buster absolutely flames it, bro. Like yeah, no other, yeah, yeah. no other rapper could could make that beat work, but Buster Rhymes makes that beat work, man. It's just. just He's got crazy. so much going on in in his in his vocals that yeah, you yeah. don't need much. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, snare and a kick, and you'll tear it apart. Yeah, it's just him, man. Just is, yeah, it's just dope, man. Yeah, definitely. I was a massive fan of that. This last album, I still play it regularly. It, yeah, man. We're going off on one, but um, uh, since we're on the top of music, I um, I joined your mailing list and got that that track. Oh I, wow. Hi, jeez, man! You got the exclusive, bro. Yeah, I need to drop that actually. Yeah, it's good, man. Thank you, man. Thank you for listening. your mailing list, and I've been getting nothing but spam ever since. <laughs> you're, you're, you're lying so because I, I've not sent I, one email I out on my on my mailing list yet. So I deleted that shit. You sold my my data, dude. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> he like I get all these Russian bride emails and shit now. <laughs> Uh, okay. Oh yeah. Uh, I see what you mean there. <laughs> nah, I've not sold anyone's data. I've not. I've not done anything with my mailing list yet, man. I need to get round to that. Really. I, I, I only want to save it for like real big. You know, I don't want to be in in people's inboxes every week. Although it seems that that is the the more effective way. And when I think of like um, 
companies that email me every week, I am more likely to remember that company if I'm going to buy something. You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm like more likely ones- to ignore the emails if they come all the time. Personally, because I start seeing the frequency of the email and then I realize it's not that urgent because you're just going to email me again in a week anyway. So I just, I push them back. Like if I I get an email from you once a month, I might be like, oh shit, what's he talking about? What's she talking about? You know, that's just me though. That's just how I function with email. I think I'm the same. Yeah. Yeah, I used to think that, but I think now it's about staying in people's minds and people's hearts. So like what I've noticed, the more, the more successful companies that do this, like for example, Lander, they'll, they'll send you loads of emails, but they'll, in the emails, it won't always be like, buy some stuff. It will be like, this is a good filter to use, or here's some good free royalty based mm. stuff, or here's, you know, or some of the like food ones, uh, here's the recipe. Or here's a, you know what I mean? And I guess it depends on the, 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 who the emails, who the sender is, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah, it's somebody, yeah. you know, or somebody you've worked with or done business with, you're more likely to read it. Like I've got 180 emails in my music inbox. I didn't open none of that shit. You know, people send me beats like all day, every day. And I don't read them. <laughs> so, but if I knew somebody was sending me something, it probably like you know it'd probably be a bit more urgent. Um, we gotta take a quick break because we're gonna run out of time. We'll be right back with more talk. Welcome back, guys! Shout out to all you guys out there listening in podcast world. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you're listening out there, that's what we need. We appreciate the love. Um, we are all over Amazon Music, um, Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts. That's what's up. So hit us up where you hit up all of your music. And um, follow us online at LA to UK, uh, LA to the UK on the gram. So you can always hit us up at v3tv.uk as well if you want to see our smiling faces. Let us know. Because I turned the cameras off this week. What up, Naz? Are you back? Or am I no face, no case. <laughs> so um, that's what's up, you guys. So do it. Hit up Naz over at, I'm gonna, I never get it right. It's not going to be on the screen. Ooey.eats, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dr. Chima at Dr. Chima Anya. Are you back? Oh, my God. She made back. He's on here, but I don't hear him. So um, I was reading that Donald Trump is hinting at running for president again. Again, man. He's really compensating for his penis size. Oh, my God, dude. He's going to, he can come back in 2024 and run again. I can't lose him. So, yeah, probably. If he comes back, I hope Hillary comes back and runs too. It'd just be a big, Big media oh, circus nightmare. Both yeah. of them will be almost 80. <laughs> Living off of... I was going to go into some mad conspiracy of, about sacrifice and blood, but we won't go into that. Yeah, no, yet. no, no. <laughs> we only got 38 minutes left, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, we need two days for that. <laughs> no. We're out of lockdown, 
everything going back to what's supposed to be normal and then we go into tier lockdown tomorrow it's like they let everybody out to shop one day and they're like all right get your ass back in the house i don't get it i thought the tears started today is it you giving us one day in between no i think it's i think it's seamless i think it's seamless okay okay well i heard the malls were open today i was watching this morning and the people were at the mall so yeah but people the the malls if they had an essential shop in them like a food shop they could be open yeah but the stores that don't sell food aren't supposed to be open though are they i guess yeah yeah it was just essential yeah isn't is that based on the tiers though so if you're in tier three which most people aren't yeah, your mall shouldn't be open, should it? I don't think. No, wait. Tier one is the safest, but no one is yeah. um no one's in tier one, are they? Wait, the like whales in a couple yeah. places. No, man. Um, I saw that they said the vaccine will be here in a minute too, like next week or something. What's yeah. up with that, Doctor Chima? Talk to us about this vaccine. I'm so sick of talking about this stupid vaccine. Do you have any updates <laughs> on this shit? Do you know what? You know what? The vaccine's actually looking pretty good now. I know we spoke about it maybe a few weeks ago. And I was like, mm, uh, mm, uh. I've had the opportunity to oh, look at Oh, as they got to him, bro. I, I had the opportunity to look at the, the Diddy data. You know what I mean? They gave him the bag. They gave him the bag, Naz. He's come to infiltrate the podcast and take over. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Like, um... It's gone through, do you know what's really interesting is it, it actually says more about how slow things move when people can't be bothered as to how quickly you can get shit done. Like obviously there is, um, there's not going to be any long term, like if you have this vaccine five years down the line, how's it going to affect you? That kind of data is not going to exist. But there's probably enough to say that uh, it, it's not going to have long-lasting effects. And when people point to like previous vaccines, such as the swine flu vaccine that had that rare side effect of the uh, narcolepsy. Third arm. It, it was narcolepsy, which is actually, it sounds, sounds not a big deal, but it is a massive big deal. Um, but that 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 vaccine wasn't tested in, in the same way like like this vaccine has been tested so i'm feeling a lot more relaxed about it to be honest um and it yeah it looks like it's coming uh, a lot of people were skeptical but i think it's coming man and i think they they've in, in like different ones i think they're improving the technology around it so like there was one that needed to be kept to like something stupid like minus 70 or something like that but i thought that's this one the one from pfizer yeah i don't know i'm 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 reading a lot more shall i say hopeful things from 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 doctors so (laughs) like i said i'm not i I, i'm never gonna be your like virologist expert or your you know immunologist expert I'm I'm sort of like a, a professional with a layman slant. That's what that's what the GP is really. We we translate it, we translate all the technical stuff to the masses. So um yeah, the the vaccine 
it's it's looking like a little bit of a small victory for for 2020 for them to put it together you know obviously all conspiracies uh, <laughs> all conspiracies aside <laughs> but i promise you no one has paid me anything it's just this i'm just telling you how i feel you know what i'm saying mm. so mm-hmm. um yeah no, how, how are you guys feeling you guys feel all good man it's all not good. more anymore you're not any more re- any more relaxed with it, are you? Me. Or anyone, any any of you from the both of you sound like you're on like the same kind of skeptical. Yeah, I'm skeptical. Um, kind of vibe. I'll save the best to last. That's why I thought I'd come in first before everyone. But I yeah, I'm skeptical. Um, like we said, like any uh, release, first batch is always a dodgy batch. Trial runs. Uh, and then you know, once they revised a version, maybe I'll be open to it. Um, the old me would obviously be like, "Nah, they're trying to wipe us out. This vaccine's gonna kill us." But then I'm less on the conspiracy YouTube channels these days, and obviously know the benefits of a lot of these vaccines. But then I don't know. Um, I caught up with uh, my mechanic today, and he is on one of the conspiracies. He's a very knowledgeable man and very respectable man in his, um, uh, what should I say, in his senior years. But uh, listening to too much of him would make me want to build a bunker and just live underground. So I've got to take a pinch of salt. You don't already have one. What are you doing? You're not ready. There we go. And rolling Scared, man. Come on, dog. <laughs> oh man, I don't, I don't know what's going on with it. I don't really. I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna take it unless I have to. That's just how I am. I don't, I don't need the stuff. I mean, I've, I've, I've never taken a flu vaccine. My partner got flu shot and then was laughing at me for not getting it, and then she got me sick. So I don't know. I don't feel like I need it, and unless i need it to go like, in to in your field and... in your field of work they are blatantly gonna oh, no, attach it yeah that's what i was just saying unless i needed to travel or anything like that for work then you know then it'll be a different conversation but um i mean what i'm seeing like a lot of these a lot of people are saying you know companies are trying to mandate that you have it in order to come in like you know movie theaters and Ticketmaster. i saw was saying something like if you don't have it validation that you have it that they won't sell you tickets to shows and stuff i mean that's it's kind of messed up that they're trying to make it so that is forced vaccination i don't really agree with that i'm not shocked i'm not shocked but like just come to fruition in it that's that's what it is buster buster has a lyric about that he goes every man is free to choose make his choice but he is not free from the consequences of his choice. So it's not really like they're forcing you to do it, to be honest, because it's like, that's your, that's your choice. You don't want to take it. Don't take it. That's fine. And I respect that. And, uh, and also it's like, if they then turn around and they want to be able to uh, reassure the people who are coming to their live event or whatever it is that has a, you know, potential for them being exposed to lots of different people. If they, if if they want to be able to reassure people that people who are coming are have a very low risk 
of having coronavirus, then that's a consequence of choosing not to have the vaccine. So. No, but then everybody will have to have it everywhere. Because what's, what's to say that the guy that just parked my car out front didn't have it, and now that guy's in my car? Or, you know, the, the, the guy that I was sat next to on the bus in the tube or whatever. So you can't really say like, oh, well, this is a, you're in a safe space now for this next two hours for this show. But then yeah. once you go back out into real life situations. No, no. But if you've been vaccinated and you sit next to someone on the on, on the bus, they're not going to give it to you. And then you're not going to bring it into the. Like that's the whole point of vaccination. Like if you're vac vaccinated, you can't get it, and then you can't pass. So it then, on. why are you worried about me not having a vaccine? Then, if you got one, well, no, because th th that doesn't make sense. Because everyone, for that to work, ev everyone needs to be vaccinated. For that yeah. to work, everyone needs to be vaccinated. So that's where the whole concept of herd immunity comes from. Like everyone needs to be vaccinated for that to work. But if you know, you can't turn around and say, "Oh, you've got it," so. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like the, the person who's putting on that event wants to make sure as, as part of their set, because they want to make sure people come to their event, right? And people might be scared to come to their event because they think, oh, if I go to a place where lots of people congregate, that's where coronavirus comes. But then if they can turn around and say, we only sell it to people who are vaccinated, then that will affect consumer behavior because the consumer is going to be like, well, every, you know, Likelihood that person is good because not everyone is, is as scared of vaccines as, as, as uh, you know, some people. So that person will probably be vac vaccinated. And then when he thinks that, oh, they're not going to sell it to anyone who hasn't been vaccinated. They're like, OK, cool, fine. Have my money. Here you go. I'm going to come to your event. That's how it that's how it works. So it wouldn't work for you for that person to go, oh, I'm not vaccinated, but I want to come to your event. Then that would under undermine the whole point of having. The, well, the whole point of having the policy is to try and, you know, really limit the disease. But for these companies, it, it will be something that can help them sell tickets. You know what I'm saying? Like, and get people back through the doors if people can feel a bit safer about going out. Yeah. But um, I think with Vaughan's point was his missus uh, has, a, uh, has a, uh, a jab, right? And uh, has taken the jab, should I say, for influenza, and then ended up giving it to him. So your and your point is what? So everyone has to have no, but no, but yeah, but that point is that's not a point because <laughs> we don't know we don't know that a influenza is not the cold. Your flu jab does not protect you from getting a cold. Your flu jab protects you from getting flu. Flu is a very 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 serious viral illness which takes you out for weeks Dude, I, was, and you I was out for like a week and a half two weeks no i didn't have right. a cold i definitely know the difference between a cold and flu and man flu yeah but, okay. and i don't ever get flu if i've had flu twice in my life that's probably maybe three times max and this was definitely the, the last time I had it. And I so had did it. you did you did you have a swab that confirmed exactly no, what you had? No, I didn't. Go exactly. Swab, so that's not I... a that's not a like, uh, and no diss. And this is why video is probably better because you'd be able to see my face. You see, I have a big smile on my face, and there's nothing. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing a... vicious. <laughs> there's nothing vicious about what I'm saying. But that's not 
that's not like an argument that you can have. She got the flu jab. And no, it is an argument I can have because no, it could have only have been so many things. I, no, I could have had a cold, right? Which okay. I know it's not a cold. I, mean, okay. I could have had an allergic reaction to something, which uh -huh. wouldn't knock me out like that for two weeks. Um, every symptom I had was in alignment with, with influenza right after she got her flu shot, maybe a, a week after. Okay. Week, and a, week and a half. Okay. So the, the, the timing is irrelevant. I know what my body went through and I know what I've felt like when I had flu before. So it's kind of like if I got kicked in the balls by somebody and then I got kicked in the balls again 20 years later, I'm going to remember what that shit feels like. I don't need to go see my doctor and be like, can you look at my balls to make sure that I got kicked? He's going to be like, yeah, you got kicked in the balls because I know. But, so I, I get what you're saying from a medical standpoint. Yeah, but I, I know what my experience was before when I had the flu, and this is the exact same experience. So that's what life, in my opinion, is about, knowing, referencing. I can reference. Yeah, I, I agree. That's, that's powerful. But, then as, but there are some kind of logical flaws because, A, she, okay, she got the flu jab. You don't definitely know that she gave you the flu. Because no, I do not. I could have got it from the girl at Tesco. You know, and you're on the bus, like you, the guy yep. sat next to you on the bus that you referenced before. N not only that, she could have had the flu jab, and like anything, these flu jabs—they're not a hundred percent. Right. So, 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 sorry to cut you, but I don't want to lose this thought. So that yeah, takes yeah. us back to where we are now with this coronavirus shot. So we've been doing the flu shot for how many years and still don't haven't gotten it right <laughs> no, no, so. no 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 see that see that's a misunderstanding the the flu jab changes yeah, I know because the flu changes i know the flu changes yeah so what do you mean by we haven't got it right it changes every year so it has okay to change. right but how can you say with absolute certitude that this coronavirus thing which is obviously or at least in in the the uh, perception of the media that they're portraying to us is far more dangerous and deadly than the flu. Uh -huh. And we don't even have an effective flu vaccine, but, but they put one out every year. So how did they manage to get such an effective one out that they think is going to be safe so quickly for this? Is that, and I, and I can remember you saying that once you have something to put your mind to, they just can get it done. So the flu isn't, it just seems like that should be easier to me. That's like no, making, learning how to yeah. make a pizza versus learning how to make a souffle. You know, like you can't get the damn souffle right, but a pizza, yeah, you might want different toppings on it, but you should be able to get the basic shit right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I take your point and somewhat agree with, I'm suspicious of this 95% effective uh, figure that they're, they're banding out there. I am suspicious of it. But that's all I can be is suspicious of it. But to say that the flu, the flu jab is ineffective, even though it's not 100% effective, even if you prevent, say, 30, 40% of the cases, which some years it, I think it's as low as, uh, that's, still a, that's still a win. That's still a win. And, and I think people forget. The, the, the whole point of this is not so that no one ever gets coronavirus in their life ever. That's not the point. The point is like kind of throwing a wet blanket over it a little bit so that even if people do get coronavirus, the number of people who are vulnerable to it is dropped dramatically so that the hospitals have enough uh, capacity to deal with whoever gets sick from it. 
That's that's the goal. So if we can drop the this, this whole thing is just about making sure that not everyone gets sick at the same time. So if we can drop that, that's effective. The, the vaccine doesn't need to be 100% effective. You might take the vaccine and you might still get coronavirus. Uh, but the fact that and when you scale things as well, you know, when so when more and more and more and more and more, more people together, yes, a few people it's not going to work for. But the people that it's worked for, that's markedly reduced uh you know the ability of, of the disease to cause harm so mm. that's uh i don't know if that helps in terms of like allaying some fears about or, or kind of understanding why it doesn't necessarily need to be a hundred percent because people's immune systems are they still don't even a hundred percent understand the immune reaction to coronavirus they talk about the some people are talking about the t-cells you know um right and uh, everyone's immune system doesn't react in the same way. We know, it, you know, human beings are, are frighteningly, for all, the, for all the sheepish stuff we do, we're frighteningly uh, unique in our response uh, to even just medication. So, yeah, I mean, I, I to completely take your point about the uh, efficacy data, which sounds a bit suspicious, but I, I don't think that, I think even if it was like 60% uh, effective, I think, okay, fine. We have a 60% effective vaccine. Let's give it a go. Vaccines on the whole are harmless, really. Like they don't cause harm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I've addressed the caveats of the very rare side effects that you can get with some of them. Um, but otherwise, vaccines, like I said previously, are one of the greatest medical advancements that have allowed us to live for as long as we do most of the time yeah i was gonna say is it with <laughs> if it's in the right hands yeah a, a gun is only dangerous based on who is using it right a vaccine is nowhere near as dangerous as a gun my bro oh, come on <laughs> Uh, yeah come um, on man come on bro come my on, analogy bro. is really uh, to just explain how it can be used so um i'm with you vaccines have changed the game in in a good way but um just uh, um on the contrary not saying i am a full believer in any of it i'm generally confused <laughs> so <laughs> we'll, we'll start with that okay then, uh just but also highlight uh again i don't know how what grounds this is um what on what grounds on how and how factual this is but it's a talk and a discussion that many people have and probably based on the unknown right and you'll never get to the bottom of the unknown but where like you got i know this is i'm, I'm so reluctant to say it because it's, just say it bro it's good because so outlandish but yeah if, if there's ever a place to talk about it it's here isn't yeah, it yeah 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 definitely yeah yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so like bill gates and having like a uh, an agenda with um, with with the universities because he has some part ownership in Oxford, right? And then the data that is created and how it's manipulated, uh, and then you know they make him out to be Lord, like Lord Farquhar from Shrek. <laughs> you know, uh, my concern is with these vaccines and based on like 
I think it's what man of iron we might have in our body. And is it a switch? In short, I'm gonna stop beating around the bush. Is there a switch in these vaccines that can just make us act in a way that is? <laughs> I know I was gonna get that response. <laughs> sorry, bro. Sorry. No, no bro. Listen, listen, listen. It is outlandish what I'm saying. No, no. Listen, listen. I, I don't take this the wrong way at all, my bro. Please don't. Anything I'm saying is just from my perspective. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I, you know, a wise man knows he knows nothing. All right. Mm. But I think there would be, you'd be very hard pressed to find any type of, uh, what's the word? Um, what's what's the word for evidence that you can believe? Tangible. Tangible. Yeah, I don't think tangible is the word I'm looking for. But mm. let's go tangible. Tangible evidence that that is possible, bro. Listen, do you know? Do you know how many vaccines babies have? Mm. I, I guess neither of you have children right no no from if they really wanted to take over the world right at the moment right at the moment right babies get vaccines two months three months four months one year three don't quote me exactly i'm a gp the nurses do the vaccines right do you know how many vaccines they get sometimes they get like six vaccines in one right i think if, they, if there was really this thing about like trying to get people controlled, they have had ample opportunity. That's awesome. And, and <laughs> no, no, they, they, they would have ample opportunity in every, every one of these young children uh, now to, to put a chip in them that at one uh, point they can just activate it and just be like, yo, this kid is going to, I don't know, what, what are they going to make the kid all the kids do so three years ago i started writing a screenplay called operation baby rattle baby rattle, yeah. operation baby rattle was about literally this exact thing <laughs> literally word for, word for word it was like you guys were reading the script or this breakdown i swear to god that's why i'm laughing because it sounds exactly, like a good film that's exactly what it was about so they were taking all these kids i feel like i just talked about this on a pod they were taking these kids and they're in, in uh, inoculating these kids. And then it's got this chip inside, but all these kids are all from certain ethnicities. So all the Japanese kids get a certain chip, all the, you know, kids from this part of the country get this and the other ones get that. So now I can, like you said, I can send them into, they can easily infiltrate these countries, can't they? Because they're native to those lands they speak the language, whatever. You give them a chip, they speak fluent German, fluent, you know, Russian, whatever. So um, the idea has been out there, like you said, and we don't know that it's not happening, but obviously it's probably not. But we also, we also could say it's probably not true that they're, they're crossbreeding humans with monkeys. And we know that that's true. And we've seen, I've seen the, the articles, I've seen the data, and these are put out by, you know, government uh, agencies. Same ones that said, hey, uh, we got UFOs. What's happening? Um, we've got UFOs, and nobody believed it. And the Pentagon released videos of UFOs over while Corona was was kicking off. So nobody paid it any attention. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> so, and I was talking to somebody the other day. She's like, "Hey, fucking did no UFOs?" I'm like, "You didn't see the UFO?" I'm like, "Here, here's three videos put out by the Pentagon. That's the U.S. Defense Agency." And they verified it, and it's their guys. So we can't say with absolute certainty that something isn't or isn't there. We can, you know, say, you know, it's it's 
illogical, like you say. And I appreciate that most of the things that you're saying is coming from a more of a, a medical or scientific mindset because that's how you function. So yeah. when you're fucking with these guys out here on the fringes of society like me and ooh we, we're like, mm -hmm. nah, bro, they inject in the microchips and all that shit. <laughs> so, and that's an, a lot of it for me is just to wind you up. Cause I know you're, I know you're not going to come off that square so I can just bombard you with it and just let you just come at it with what you, what you will. But let's not, let's not forget the cutter incident. Cutter labs guys back in the fifties in America, at least you probably didn't know about it over here, but they had the vaccine for polio and they made tens of thousands of kids sick. Some of them were even paralyzed. Some of them couldn't even breathe. and They had to be put in iron lungs. So um, that's, that's, that's why I'm kind of hesitant for anything that's coming from any company, especially like the bear company. You should know this doctor. They, they were giving people HIV. And they were like, well, instead of losing hundreds of millions and our shareholders getting pissed, we're going to send these drugs over to Europe and infect these people. So they shipped all that shit out of the US, buried the story, and then they started giving people over here drugs and infecting them with the HIV virus. And that's my gun analogy, <laughs> where it's how it's used. Well, in this case, it's not, that should have just been disposed of. But um, exactly. Power and how that is used. And, you know, that's obviously alluded from greed and like, you know, just being root also there's me seeing and you articulate that very well Vaughan, in the sense that when it comes to uh um well what you said about achievement in the sense that you know when, when we're looking at kids and these vaccinations that that i can relate to very well i'm like yeah absolutely of course and then there's um you know the deep state and what is going on and what agendas there may be not saying that i believe it all but it's the unknown and then thinking oh shit man like where are we heading to? I mean, we're all like want the world to be in a better place, but yeah, naturally. it's all a matter of what you're exposed yeah. to. You know, yeah. team is around real shit every day, you know, sick people, real medis medical stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and he's seen that change and that's where the substantial facts and evidence lies. Right. So that's where I can sleep better at night. Just thinking of you, Chima, and <laughs> you know, on the other end, I'm glad. <laughs> I wake up to Vaughn. I'm like, Oh shit, son. <laughs> that's why you can't watch that stuff it'll drive you crazy i literally haven't watched the news since like april i heard corona like more times than when i was in mexico in, in a month and i was like you're not right, alive <laughs> you fucking with this news anymore because because it was making me feel kind of away and i was like nah bro and i had this happen about 10 years ago i was really deep into uh political news and you know, TV and I'd be watching Fox and I'd be watching CNN and following people on their, like their own networks. Like this guy, Glenn Beck left and started his own shit. And, and he's talking about how they're finding prayer rugs on the Southern border coming from up through Mexico and how, you know, all this stuff is taking place and, and things that you, you're hearing that you kind of just wish you didn't know and you can't unknow. And that was when I had to turn it off. Because once you just get too far down that rabbit hole, it's like you turn into Alex Jones. And it's just, too, it's, it's too much. Yeah, so, you're too so, deep after that. Oh, man, it's just, 
and and in deep of nowhere that's the problem it's not like you're finding anything you're just digging 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 yeah you don't know it's like the flat earth it's not round it's flat it's not flat it's round bruh nobody in this conversation has been up there so no one can say with absolute certitude the shit is round the shit is flat no one can you can take what somebody else told you it is and go with, with whatever facts either side is presented and make let your brain make a rational, hopeful, hopefully rational decision. But until you've experienced something, you never know for sure, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a thin line between, uh, you know, knowing what is, well, there's a thin line between fact and faith and hope and damn right delusional and then also, <laughs> you know, what yeah it just comes down to the individual i guess and yeah taking too much in it's just not good for the mind so it's like taking everything with a pinch of salt is is definitely the conclusion out of this i'd say but um chima what do you think take things with a pinch of salt or like now nah, be vaccinations <laughs> <It's true. laughs> now nah, man uh uh the word i was looking for by the way was plausible plausible oh, okay plausible yeah is, is it um Yes, um, everything you say is correct. There have been multiple uh, um, instances of pharmaceutical companies doing deeply um, egregious, just bad, bad things, especially towards black people, which is why a lot of within the black diaspora, there is a lot of um, what's the word uh, suspicion suspicion about yeah. yeah and i understand it so i understand where it comes from i would never say to anyone believe something blindly do your own research figure out what is plausible what is not plausible um and i think the key thing that that is, this is all about really is, is 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 it's about trust i think Chappelle actually said that on his joe rogan thing because this 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 takes a, a massive amount of trust in order for you to go okay yeah you know this government or this company or whatever are doing this and we can trust them to get it right and it's very difficult if you can't uh, like you said because of what you've been exposed to in your life put yourself in a position and i understand it if you can't you just can't trust this person do you know what i mean this this company this government this whatever so it's all about trust, I, I think. And I, I think that governments need to do a better job of, 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 of making people trust them. And the way, and the way you trust people is, is by behaving in a way that is trustworthy. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any plausibility in any of the uh, more Machiavellian, uh, you know, population control or depopulation or you know i don't think there's any plausibility in those things and that's my opinion i i feel an uh ethical obligation uh uh to try and put the information out there that is accurate and uh that is going to be helpful for people so that's why whenever i hear this stuff i'll turn around and go okay i hear you and i understand a little bit of where it comes from and i know that all these bad things happened but this is the the situation as it stands interestingly you brought up polio 
they've learned a lot from polio because polio and by the way polio now is pretty much eradicated uh, uh, because of vaccines and polio was a live vaccine right so so there's a difference between live and dead vaccines and for that reason I, I don't know the history of, of the specific thing you're talking about but obviously the whole point of science is you learn so you through various iterations you okay we didn't quite realize you give someone a, a live vaccine and you give it not quite to the right person and uh you know this can happen and for example now people with certain conditions we don't give them live vaccines you know that's something that that, that we've learned so um you can't always look to the past and go oh that happened then so that's going to happen now because things we're in a really different situation now where things are a lot more tightly regulated um and but that's where again it goes back to the trust you know there is a certain leap of faith somewhere you know what i mean um which which you have to have i feel yeah, you do um, and i think the problem is sorry to cut you is that I no think, i'm done i'm done i was waiting for someone to say something <laughs> save me um the, that's the problem is the distrust because like when you see you know the police beating people on tv and you know you see governments going to war with other governments over some bullshit that ain't got nothing to do with anything real you know and politicians lying and then uh, pharmaceutical companies doing dirt that's where the problem is for me yes yes okay? yes i agree i agree so yeah. when when i can see and it's fact that you're trying to save millions and willing to infect people with hiv to save your shareholders money there's no way on earth i can trust you ever 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 for with anything and when you have and i understand how these companies work the first one to market with this is making all the money right so you've got two that are out there and each you know whoever will use whatever they decide as far as the, the governments i guess are concerned and whoever gets the best bid or whatever is easiest to dis distribute but therein lies the part of the problem again when you've got these two companies that are competing to get this shit out and stockholders are sitting there just holding their breath. Is Pfizer going to get it out? Is it going to be good? And then, you know, if you remember, it was only 90% and they were announcing it. We got it. We got it. And then Mo, Mo, Moderna or whatever it's called came out and they're like, oh, well, we're 95. 